everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of Expensive Science Baby. I'm uh, Chris. I'm Amy. Uh, party sound noise. What's those party maker sounds? That was actually not bad. Was it pretty good? It's okay. Yep. So it's, uh, been, so it's one year. One year. Happy birthday. It's our first birthday. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, not really. Well, yeah. We're two weeks late. Wait, we are? Oh, that's true, because you we were like, two weeks off. I don't think we have anything on those two days. I remember that. No, okay. I didn't I didn't feel good one of them, and one of them was that we just got back from Vegas that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, whatever. One yeah. year. It's one oh, year of yeah. shows. Yeah. Sweet. So, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, this is, it's our one year show, and here's how Amy is today. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's correct. I have no outline this week. <laughs> Amy spent the whole day at home just relaxing, doing nothing. Yeah. And she did have an outline made for the first time, I think, since episode four. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So why is that? Or how? Sorry, you're the producer. What are we starting with? Well, we're gonna go over to the through, through the regular, unless you wanted any one year special things that we need to introduce or talk about. Uh, yeah, one year. We're gonna talk a little bit later to those. Uh, what was her name? Elise and Brad. Brad, who have a website, their infertility website. We talked about last week, so yeah. we're gonna bring that up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, no, nothing one year related, other than happy anniversary. I don't know what the first year is. It's like straw. It's supposed to get you straw. Like paper. Paper? Isn't it? That doesn't make sense. A podcast electronic, you need paper. Ooh, I should have got you a new notebook to make take notes and Probably. Stupid me. All right. Well, let's open up our mail bag. Mail. We only got one piece of mail, right? I think, yeah. From B, who sent us, because we talked about when child kids are supposed to get their shots. Yes. And she sent us a link on when kids are supposed to get their everything. Newborn to nine-month exam immunization schedule. And let's see. It starts with one-month check checkup. Yeah, they don't get their shots till their two month checkup. Oh, that's when they start getting their vaccinations. Oh yeah, immunizations NA, which means not apl- apl- applicable to their four month, their four week one. Yeah. There's a screening. Did you go through this maternal depression screening today? We'll talk about it. You're jumping ahead. Well, here. I'm just talking about. What, okay, so immunizations are at level are at, at level two, <laughs> month two. Once they reach level two, they get a whole bunch of. Holy cow! Is this all within like one shot or something? Uh, one or two, I think. Okay. Because at, at two months, they get... Oh, boy. Influenza type B. They get the flu shot? Pneumonical conjuncture vaccine. That's n- pneumonia. Diphtheria. Tetanus. Yeah. Pertussis. Pertussis. Is that all of them? It's whooping cough. Yeah, it's one shot. Inactivated polio virus. Good. So vir- polio. And hepatitis B. Huh. That's a lot. Yeah, not well, even MMR yet. No. Still not protected from that. Whew, actually, they get a lot every every two months. It seems like they get a bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll talk more about that maybe next week. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. But it's good to know. Good to know that yeah. people know what's going on if I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do I introduce this last? Um, do you have the... Well, you don't need that intro, I guess. Did you do that song? No. Okay. Told you to follow it exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I would. <laughs> because um, so in the news this week we talked about Wait, Denmark last week. With the what? Well, I don't know if it's fertility or infertility or pregnancy. So just things. in the news, <laughs> you just drop in the whole pretext um, and just. We talked about Denmark declaring circumcision. Yes. Um, unlawful. Norway is thinking of doing the same thing. Okay. 
Yeah, it won't be long before everybody except for us. <laughs> and I will say that the thing that I read was, um, I think, from a Jewish publication on the internet. Okay. Very upset about it. Oh, sure. About how they feel it's targeting Jewish uh, people of Jewish faith. But it, I understand how they would feel that way. Correct. I do, too. However, I don't know. It's hard... How do you hard de- being a person who doesn't follow any religion to defend religion? Yes. Well, here's it, okay. <laughs> Stop so, thinking that. So at the extreme <laughs> is like the new science Christians or something who believe that God will take care of everything yeah. and you don't need to bring your kids to the hospital. Is that? I mean, we. I'm sorry. I'm going to look down on that. I think that's bad parenting. God will not fix everything. <laughs> If it's not, if right. it's meant to be, your child will probably die. If it's meant to be, and you're not there, wolves will eat your children. That's just what happens. So I think you need some intervention, but that's at the extreme. So somewhere in the middle there is this whole where we do circumcision for faith, even though it has no medical use really. So it'd be interesting to know if that article that you read, if they talked about how it's, if they kind of brought up the, the few medical reasons and cited those, or if they just it was talked very about very short article. Okay, it was just like stop targeting us. Kind of. Because they're saying how Christ- Christians and Muslims aren't being affected by this, but we are. Well, yeah, yeah. Most Americans are not Jewish, and most Americans get, most American boys get vaccinated, or get vaccinated. I hope they get vaccinated. They get circumcised. Circumcised. Still. But this was Norway. Oh, it was a Jewish person in Norway. Yeah. And here's the problem with that is it's hard to come out too strongly because Jewish people have been persecuted in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah, sorry. Adonis is coughing, so we need to burp him. And in fact, did you know um, back in like the 18, late, early 1900, late 19th century, so that'd be 19, 1890s, 1910, around then, Jewish people were called Negroes? No. Yeah. There was actually papers, it was caught, taught academically that the Jewish person is a Negro. That's that. There's a there's a book called The Jewish Person is the, is a Negro, how they go through and talk about how they're basically from Africa, and the, which we all are. But huh. yeah, that's fascinating. It's very interesting. So I mean, I understand that faith is persecuted a lot. I don't think this is a persecution of faith. I think this is just a thing that you don't need to do for boys. <laughs> but I wonder how much outcry there would be for us, like as a society, if we were like, stop it, don't do that anymore. Not based you on mean faith. The USA? Yeah. Not based on faith, but based on the fact that we like freedom of everything. You know? Well, we don't like freedom of everything. We're, well, we'll, re- we'll, we'll regulate some things quite a bit, like women's bodies. <laughs> you haven't even watched The Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale yet, so you don't I know. read the book. I don't need... I mean, I will watch the, the show. Does it count? It's so... No. The book was so stressful for me as it was to read. <laughs> was it really? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Because it's scary. Because it's not that unreasonable to think that something like that could potentially happen. Especially now, I feel like. Anyway. I think this is just a small stepping stone on progression. You know, we take those stones. We we walk forward. We take five steps forward and one step back. circumcision still? Everything about women and rights and stuff like that you were just referring to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's five steps forward, one step back. Five steps forward, one step back. And that's unfortunate we're in right now. I hope that's true and we'll keep... Stepping forward. It has to be. We have to digress quite a bit. I blame my non-outline on it. I'm sorry, no, everybody. This is all stuff I've been meaning to talk about. Now let's talk about articulation agreements or... No, what did I bring up? That's my work. I know. What was I bringing up for the podcast? Oh, accreditation. Accreditation. In, 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 nobody cares about that. No. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the news. Good job. No other news? No? Do you of have news? Of course not, because you didn't even have an outline. Hey, I've been working hard all day. I didn't got time to okay. <laughs> mess around. All right. Well, um, let's move on to Cat Corner. Cat Corner. Meow, meow, meow. Cat Corner. <sighs> meow. You have a Cat Corner? I can always think of something. Really? Mm-hmm. Give me anything, because I don't think you do. I think this is a bluff. <laughs> so, uh, somebody was very nice, one of my friends, and brought me tulips. Oh, good week. God. How do the cats always manage to do something stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and cats, um, our cats are not trained to stay off tables or counters because, I mean, I can tell you the real reason, and Chris would argue with me, but the real reason is because when these we first got Prometheus and Battle Cat, Chris lived with his friend in a house that his friend owned. And the kittens live there, and I tried to train them not to do such things. And Chris and his friend would say, why are you being so mean to the kittens? It's such a lie. Lies! So I, was like, so I was like, fine, you can have your cats everywhere you want. They're not my cats. Internet lies. And then they became my cats, who are not trained to stay off tables or cabinets or counters. Which, and if one cat does that, you can't, like, make all the other cats not do it. Cause, so now all, anyway, so the cats go where they want. What you're hearing right now is a, is a Trump alternative facts. And I don't no, care I remember for specifically the day you guys said that to me. Really? Yes. Well, here's the thing. Well, I, was I, have, I had a spray bottle and everything. And they're like, you're being so mean to the kids. <laughs> I'm sure you said it just to be dicks, too. <laughs> you know, Maybe. We, didn't, we didn't actually care. But the, that's the thing is we probably didn't care if they were on the counters. It sure seemed like you cared. Oh, you, oh, you didn't care if they were on the counters. On the counters, not on the not counters. Care. We yeah, don't yeah. care. Yeah. Anyway. So I got these nice tulips, put them in a vase on the kitchen table. A vase, dear? Sure. Well, I didn't even do it. My friend did. But um, So when you have flowers in a place like that, a cat's going to eat them. Right. That's right. So I put them up on this high shelf. And it's really hard. There's like no room on the shelf. Yeah. So like it would be nearly impossible to get onto that shelf. And Zelda did it a lot. Nearly impossible. <laughs> she went up on that shelf a lot. There were a lot of bite marks in the leaves and stuff. And then one morning we woke up and the vase and the tulips were on the, the vase. On yes. the floor. Yep. So she knocked over the floor. It was a catastrophe. Ha! <sighs> That's Ben quality right there. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's not a big deal. We just cleaned them up and I, I told her no. And Amy's like, she doesn't know why you're saying no to her. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell a cat or a dog no hours after the thing they did. Well, you go over to the, the roses and you push their nose into it. Did you do that? Maybe. You did not do that. You just yelled at her. <laughs> I did not yell at her. I chased her down the steps. She didn't know why. She was in trouble. Well, sometimes she thinks that's just plain anyways. <laughs> and then yesterday, or last night in the middle of the night, um, I had washed all these blankets, baby blankets and stuff, because cats had laid all over them. I'm trying to control the cat hair. Oh, is that what happened? Situation. And my dad folded them and put them on a bouncy seat. So there was this big pile of them on a bouncy seat, which I hadn't gotten around to putting them away yet. We had a busy day yesterday. And... I woke up for, I think, 2.30 a.m. feeding, and half the blankets were on the floor, and there is Zelda laying on a blanket on the bouncy seat. And it was pretty adorable, but I was too tired to get my camera and take a picture. Yeah, and uh, full disclosure. Did you put her there? I was awake when she knocked over those blankets and settled herself into that seat. So you could have stopped her. Well, I you were like, oh, that's pretty cute. I was falling asleep, and I was like looking at her going... Seems about right. <laughs> She's a cat. <laughs> Seems comfortable for a cat. <laughs> I guess I thought the large, tall pile would stop a cat from laying on it. And no, she just got rid of those. <laughs> she just like went in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. 
Oh, and yesterday Battlecat ran out. That was fun. I trapped her. Here's what Battlecat loves to do, and it makes me feel so bad because she, like, when you go outside, she like takes that experience or that moment to run out the door. She's the only cat who will run out the door. The rest of them like kind of wait. Zelda will if she's yeah. if she'll run out the back door. Yes, yes, but the front door. And Battlecat just runs out, and she's she'll a cat who run from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the other cats won't really run from you. But immediately, all she does is run over to the driveway and just start rolling, 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 rolling yeah. as much as she can. And she looks so happy, like she never gets to do it. Rolling on concrete, her, it's like her crack. She loves to do she it. She does like to do that. Yeah, but she wouldn't hit under the car, so I just trapped her in the garage until she walked in the front door. Yeah. You I were mad, though, when she did that. Because oh. she went underneath the car, and I'm like, Kitty, don't run from you me. You were mad when she escaped. Yes. I mean, you talk about it all sweet and nice and lovely it is. Because when I run out after her, that's what I see her doing, and I'm like, oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jesus, you did have a lot of cat corners. There's always a cat corner. Oh, God. Cat happening. Okay. This this is my life. All right, what are you watching? So, I, I wasn't going to bring up Grey's Anatomy, but I will because you mentioned the Christian scientists who don't believe <laughs> Don't tell treatment. me. They were on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And it was a big moral dilemma. Yeah. And Grey and... Um, and the doctor who treated the kid are probably going to get in trouble. Wait. Was it called Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. So, Dr. Grey and Gr- Dr. Anatomy, I'm assuming? It wasn't even Dr. Grey who had anything to do with it. Th- I'm wrong. There's not Grey's and Dr. Anatomy? I'm serious. There's a Dr. Gray, right? Yeah. So is there Grey's a Dr. Anatomy Gray? is a famous medical book. Yeah, I know that. So why did you think there's a Dr. Anatomy? Because <laughs> there's a Dr. Gray. <laughs> Don't you roll your eyes and argue That deserved an eye roll. No, I assume that it's something dumb. Anyway, they had that that particular situation on as a subject. Is this the first time they've ever had it? I don't know. It's been on for a long time. I bet it's been on numerous times. <laughs> Maybe it's been on before. I can't remember. So what happened? Did the doctors do become more morally unethical and treat yeah. the baby or kid? Yeah. How dare they? Did they lose their license because of Well, that's why I said they were probably going to get in trouble. Yeah, it's weird that you can get in trouble for that. Yeah. Because isn't that kind of like a conflict of interest if you're a doctor? Because you're, you're... Well, so they had the thing where the kid... I was going to explain it to you. I was going to answer your question. I haven't even got to my question yet, but I know go ahead. I going to be. Oh, you know. Interesting. Okay, go ahead. So, this would be great. I'm pretty sure I know what your question is going to be. <laughs> okay. So the kid came to the hospital on his own because okay. he didn't feel good. Right. He knew something was wrong. Sure. And he wasn't in a life or death situation, so they couldn't treat him. Okay. And so he came back again, and he had gone blind because he had Ooh. a tumor in his brain. That seems like a life or death situation. Well, it's not a life or death situation. So they said he was having a seizure, and they had to treat him, even though he wasn't having a seizure. So I think... And what I think was your question <laughs> is if a patient is presenting and you have to save their life or they die, yeah. doesn't matter. Like, you have to save their life. But what if the parents are right there saying. I think if they're can't. in the hospital, you have to save their life. I guess it comes down to determination of, like, because of the. But, whole, I, but I don't know. I'm not a lawyer or a doctor. Well, the doctors that hold, I'll do no wrong or whatever, you could see that as not treating a patient is doing them wrong. Right. That's why I think they have to do it if it's life or death and they're in the hospital. You could, I mean, that's just life or death. You could very easily say, if I don't do this, this child will go blind, in which case that's doing them wrong. <laughs> you know? Right. So how, it'd be tough to balance that with, my God will save him, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how they talk. So that would be, <laughs> right, and that's, I think that'd be really hard as a physician to have patients of that ideas. Yeah. Do you think they just, like, 
Well, there have been cases in the news before about um, social workers getting involved or the city or the CPS getting involved. Sure, sure, sure. A bunch probably just don't choose to, like, I won't treat you or I won't take you as a patient because... Yeah. Well, they wouldn't... Why would they even be a patient? They would never go there. So they never have to worry about that. Unless the kids are old enough to ask for it, which I think is then when CPS gets involved. That'd be weird. I feel like an eight-year-old kid was like, bring, like me, 16. bring me to the hospital. Yeah. 16 is a little bit different because they're kind of their own agency at that point. They could, But it's still legally they're not. Medical decisions, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. But they could very easily like go to the judge and say, I would like to be... And I bet you that's, that's a very good way. I think that's when they get involved. Or oh, a case I sure. read in the newspaper or, okay. or some such. Yay, parrots. Uh, so my shows are still really good. Fargo and Better Call Saul. Um, I sit now a lot by myself because <laughs> Chris is back at work. I mean, it's been one day. But it's going to be my new life. With babies, and uh, I don't have a lot to watch on TV once I watch the shows that I watch. But I keep giving you things, and you refuse to watch them. <sighs> I have to be in the mood. I don't want to watch Arrival yet. No, that's for us. I have asked you to watch the Doctor Who trailer, or first one, the and to see if you like that, see how it is to you, because I, I wanted your opinion if it's too scary or not. Okay. It's probably not too scary. Our friend is just scared of everything. <laughs> well, I want you... It's a it's a clever way to get me... To, for me seeing what you think of the show. Because you've probably never watched a show of Doctor Who. So anyway, I was going to say, if any of our listeners out there have ideas for shows I should watch that you think I haven't already watched. So this will be a very good challenge to you. Because I've watched a lot of shows. <laughs> just none of them I recommend. Which is awesome. So Amy's like, I'm going to take recommendations from strangers, but not from my husband. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not a Doctor Who person. It's about time travel. That's not the only one. What's time travel to do with it? Got it's to physics. do... Got to... No, it's just a... It's a catalyst for a story. It's not like they're like, ooh, if we go down this vector, <laughs> then to throw quantum four at three, you don't say anything like that. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right, so send Amy. Yeah, and it has to be accessible to me via Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu. Please. Have Hulu we have every channel available to you. <laughs> it can be on anything, literally, except for BBC on All Access, which doesn't exist. Okay. No, it's CBS All Access. That's Why what don't it we is. have that yet? I can watch The Good Fight. Because Star Trek's not out yet. <laughs> when did Star Trek come out? I don't know. Like, it was like June. They, they keep pushing it back because it's going to be terrible. <laughs> but that's like the only one we don't have is CBS All Access. All right. Because it feels ridiculous to pay five bucks a month for something we already have, which is channels, you know? I know, but The Good Fight. <laughs> I refuse to buy it for The Good Fight. Maybe once there's two shows on there, then it makes more sense. Yeah. But, but we, could just, we could just pay for it for the month we're watching the show. Right, but then you'd have to like wait until it airs because they only air one of. Oh, the good fight's over. Oh, but Star Trek is going to be week to week. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. So, the good fight was probably too. The good fight. <laughs> God. Well, it's a spinoff from the good fight. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> is there a person there named Mister Fight? You there see, wasn't a person named Mister. You see what I did Mr. there? Yeah, Miss you see White. what I did there? I it's what I thought. <laughs> That's all I have to say about TV. What do you do? Do you have anything? I haven't really been watching a lot. I'm kind of behind. You went to a movie. Oh, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Very good, awesome show. Go watch it. It's amazing. Would love to. Cannot. Yeah, there was a point in the movie where I was laughing for a section of about a minute, where it like hurt my gut so hard to keep laughing. And you know, they just kept hitting you with new new ones and new ones. You just wow. kept. It was really good. Was everybody laughing that hard, or just you? Uh, several people were laughing. I think I found some of it more funny than other people. I'm intrigued as to see what part that is. Also, I was on like five hours of sleep that day, so maybe I found Probably. even more humorous. 
<laughs> and it was a fucking 10 o'clock movie. It started at 10.30. Yeah. So it was probably midnight by the time that time showed around. Sure. And, you know. But it was still really good. I think it was really good. I will have to wait until that is out on uh, video, as they say. Five post-credit sequences. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> or during credit sequences. Huh. They, like, they decided, you know what, we have all this extra footage, just throw it on the end of the movie. Yeah, but they were, and they were not nothing that was super important. They were just fun, kind of extra ones. How was my dad's favorite actor? Howard the Duck. Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did fine. He did well. Okay. He acted like a person. Okay, it's a glowing review of his acting abilities in this film. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't want to give anything away because okay. he plays a pivotal role. I mean, in the did you enjoy his the way he played his character? This kind of thing I'm asking. Uh, it's a good thing you're not a film critic. Seriously, <laughs> I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying not to give anything away. Okay. Film critics don't have to be put on the spot. Like, don't give anything away. But how was Kurt Russell? He did fine. He did okay. good. Okay. The one, the thing that's interesting about Guardians of the Galaxy, that universe, is it's like ridiculously high adventure. Like the other movies in that universe, it's they're like I don't know. Like Thor seems kind of gritty, you know. I would say Thor is more adventurous. It is, okay. Because they travel from... I'm trying to think of what I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, Thor is more adventurous. But it's... This is, has spaceships flying in ways that no spaceships could ever fly. Well, <laughs> like you like, video you game like quality. space battles. Right. So instead of like Star Wars or Star Trek, where it seems like they're obeying the laws of physics, <laughs> this is like video game, where they're just doing, you know, they're going whatever different direction and changing, you know. So it's definitely like high fantasy, so, so to speak. But it's still fun. You know, and it was fun to see the whole team like working together and stuff. You, yeah. know? you like that kind of thing. I do. Yeah. Speaking of which, never mind. I'll give away too much. This is what the podcast this Thursday, but never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? Um, the next thing on the list. Oh, this part. Did you want yours or just mine? Oh, this. Okay. So I looked up the saddest, song saddest songs ever, and that was number two. <laughs> number one was another one. This is my religion. Say. That's up there. Yeah. But that one seems at least has a beat to it, you know? Yeah. This is just super sad song. Yep. So I'm assuming this brings us into melancholy moment. Melancholy moment, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got to talk about? No, I have my, <laughs> I have my own intro music. What am I talking about? Oh, for a melancholy moment? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have much. I will say that when I was getting my haircut today, I got a haircut today. I look pretty baller, uh, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you're, it's a nice haircut. It's the same haircut <laughs> you always get. So I'm sorry, I'm not like Chris got a haircut today, everybody. It's the, it's the whole package. Like I feel, I feel like from the neck down, I was okay, but my hair was not. Now I'm the whole package. I think that also perhaps. Your um, <laughs> ego increased a little bit today as compared to days previous because you went to the gym. No, my ego is always high. No, you were a little bit down on yourself. What? You were like, I gained three pounds. Well, I have. I, that's true. But it does help to go to the gym. And I felt really weak today because I haven't done anything like a week. But it also makes you just in general feel better and yeah. exercise. Yeah. I didn't run. And a haircut. I meant to run. I didn't run. But maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Anyways, uh, when I was getting my haircut today, I was talking to the lady and I was telling her about we have twins. Because she asks things like usual. Can you put the pacifiers down? They're getting hair and stuff all over them. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, and so uh, the next question that always comes is, do you have any other children? Yep. 
And so I don't have a hard time answering that question because the answer is yes mm-hmm. and no. You know, so I just say yes, and then I hope they stop talking to me. Well, I know you do. <laughs> We're different. I like to talk about Persephone in life. Don't say I don't like to talk about Persephone. Sorry, I like to talk about painful things that hurt you other... You like to talk to strangers. <laughs> this is the way to say that. But this is the same... I've gotten a haircut from her a dozen times. So she never doesn't remember you. Exactly. Then go to somebody else. Well, I'm only in there once a month. I don't expect her to remember me, you know? Okay. But anyways, it was sad. So, so I said, yes, we have a daughter, but she passed away... I still say last year, even though it was two years ago. Okay. Um, but it... So, one, it sucks that she doesn't remember that, because it means most people don't remember that. I mean, they don't. Unless they're close to us, they don't remember that. If I talk to somebody, like the Twins game the other day, the person behind us, yeah. do you have any other children? No, have, we have a daughter, but or yes, we had a daughter, but she died two years ago. Did we tell him that? I did. Um, and, you know, he's like, sorry, and he put my, his hand on my shoulder, which is weird. But anyways, he was a nice gentleman from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. But it, it then that's like the end of it. And then it goes back to let's talk about the twins. Because it's easier for them, but it feels like they're that's trivializing it, you know? You know what I mean? And so in that person's defense, I think a lot of times they don't people it's so it's out of the natural order of the world. Like that shouldn't happen. Sure. So people don't know how to handle it. I agree. And then they also think Oh, I don't want to make them sad. Well, that, and they want to change the subject. It's easier to talk about. Easier to talk about, but they also don't want to make us sad, as if we're not already all the time sad. I know. But they don't know that, because they haven't gone through it. I know. <laughs> I'm aware of that. So I don't think it's, but it's trivial. I don't think they, they are trivializing it. They just don't know how to handle it. Okay, trivializing might be the wrong word. Putting it in the past mm. is a very accurate way of putting it. It's yeah. no longer part of the conversation, kind of like she's no longer part of your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that hurts. That makes yeah. it hard. And I was thinking the other day... That's why sometimes I just say yes and leave it at that. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yes. So that's what I've been dealing with. Okay. The end. You want to wait for years for another time or do it right now? Uh. You can do it right now. Yeah. Here we go. Mama. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't get the ooh. Oh, yeah, that's... A different part. later, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Mom... Oh, Mother's Day. Talk Mother's, about Mother's Day. Day. It must be a fun day for you. <laughs> so, this past Sunday was um, International Bereaved Mother's Day. Oh. And I don't think people know that that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't post about it this year because we were, like, busy all day and I didn't even get a chance to on the Facebook. Actually, and I, I wish I, sh- I should have. Um, but, yes, Mother's Day is this Sunday. And without getting into too much detail, if you don't know me personally, I don't have a good mother. Is that a good way to put it, probably? That's a good way of putting it. That's a bad way to put it. That's a small way of putting it. Um, I haven't spoken to her in over a year. I don't, I, I'm not sure that she knows I've ha- I had babies. She, I imagine she doesn't. I think she'd be here. She seems like that kind of person. No, I, I believe that she thinks that I wronged her. How the f- and so I okay. believe that she is mad at me. Ooh, I, I, I'd love to hear that one. <laughs> and I, I, the only reason I say that is because in past experiences with her... Okay, sure. I have no idea if that's honestly what she thinks, but I, I think that could be. Is that a way of, like, coping or something? Being when like, you're it's your addict, fault. When you're an addict... It's your fault, kind of. You're very yeah. selfish, and the yeah, world yeah. revolves around you. Yeah. And so I wronged her. Sometimes problem. when you're a cousin. Anyways. <laughs> so, 
before I had like Persephone when I was in high school and stuff, Mother's Day was always a really difficult day for me because I have a great dad and I always would be so mad that people made such a huge deal about Mother's Day and then it's say hi to grads and dads like they yeah, trivialize enough. Father's Day. No, no, yeah, I agree. So I would get really mad about that. Although I, in my defense, or in that the, those people's defense, I feel like mothers do more <laughs> during the upre- upbringing. Not in your case, seems like. In most cases, probably. Like, let's That's take our situation. True. The first five weeks, what have I done? Held a baby? You would done a lot Maybe change the diaper? You what have you done? Fed them, clothed them, slept with them. <laughs> You've done a lot of things. So. And the feeding thing's the big thing. So I think that's why people think there's a closer relationship there. Maybe. And traditionally, way, in the, like 40 years ago, moms did everything. Like, right. I get it, but yeah, yeah. it's so hard. And then when we had Persephone, Mother's Day kind of changed. Although I will say, when I was pregnant with Persephone, we went to the zoo, and it was Chris's sister's first Mother's Day um, after her daughter was born. Right. And Chris's mom was there, and his other sister, who had... I don't think... She wasn't even married yet, so she didn't have any babies. But Chris made it very clear to me (laughs) that this Mother's Day had nothing to do with me. You weren't a mom yet. (laughs) You were a vessel for a life form. I would argue that you could have said something a little nicer that day. I could have, but I was young and cocky. You were. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Mother's Day certainly changed once we had Persephone, and it became a happy, nice time. Yeah. And then we lost her, and then Mother's Day was just awful again. Yeah. Like, horribly awful, awful. I don't even remember the last couple. Did we go to the casino, probably, on one of them? Yeah. That seems to be our coping mechanism (laughs) for a lot of things, which is fine. Well, it takes your mind off something for a little while, right? It gives you, like, I don't know, you don't see the outside world. All you see is screens and cards and who you're with, and that's Mm -hmm. it. And it it makes it a little easier. Yeah. Um, And then now, so then this Sunday is Mother's Day again. Which we'll not be going to the casino. Probably for the next, like, two years, at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, and so it's going to be a weird Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Because Persephone's still not here, but now I have these two babies. Yeah. So I don't know how I'll handle that day. I don't know either. Because I want to celebrate them and acknowledge how thankful and joyful I am to have them without... Trivializing perception, sure. you know what I mean? No, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. One thing that the uh, I was trying to think about this, so this is gonna sound weird. Okay. <laughs> Most things I say do, but like, there's your emotional involvement. Like, if there's you, throughout your life, you put your emotional involvement into different people stronger. Okay. So when you're when you're young, it's probably all with your parents, like your mom, your yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. And then you meet somebody and it's with them. And then it's your friends. 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 Yeah, 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 sure. But then it's so like when we were dating, you were my life, <laughs> right? I mean, you were a huge part of my life. You weren't all my life, but I would say who's the most important in your life? Per, per, most important person in your life? Probably you. Okay. And then you had, we had Persephone. Yeah. And then it was her. Sure. I mean, we talked about this. Like oh, if yeah. we had the option, yeah, take one of us yeah. easily. I think most parents would say that. But then she left. She died. Yeah. And then it became kind of you again. Mm-hmm. And without you, you know, right. they wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and now they're here. And I'm guessing it's going to be them. So I'm worried in some ways that that may will make us not as close, you know. Because, and, and rightfully I kind of think so, because they are the most important thing. But I think that one of the reasons why it worked, why we stayed together after Persephone died, is because we were there for each other, you know. Yeah, well, and this is stupid, but 
not that we're happy that it happened, but I think we got closer after Stephanie died. Because we helped each other through it. Where some couples don't support each other. Yeah. In that way. So, it's not really a fear, but it's a concern. Not even a concern, but it's a, something to of note that now that they're here, that can go away. Oh, I don't think it will. Not I, after it, what we've been through. I don't, I don't think, think so. it will either, but it can. You know what I mean? Because you, you put all your emotional investment back onto the babies, yeah. which are the most important. And well, I will so, say, we were together nonstop, basically, for four weeks. You had some breaks. Like, yeah. where you left the house or whatever. Yeah. And we, like, fought, like, one time. Yesterday. Right. So I just think that shows... <laughs> But it's not, it hasn't happened yet if it's going to happen, is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, it's just something to be aware of from time to time, especially when little sleep has gotten from both sides. Because <laughs> that's what matters, right? Is yeah. It's usually not somebody's you know, like really mad at somebody. It's that you're in a state where you're angry all the time because you haven't gotten out of sleep or you don't get to go to the gym or you're not having sex or something like that. So you like get angry at each other easier. You know what I mean? But I, don't, I think it only happened one time. Well, right, because I think we're easy. It's easier for us to regulate one another or regulate ourselves. Regulators, mount up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> in closing of my melancholy moment, this Mother's Day, um, think about anyone you know who lost a child. They are still a mother, even if it was a miscarriage. And say something nice to them if you if they're in your life. Okay. Acknowledge that they're a mother. Okay. Yeah. A few years back, I don't remember when it was. I think it was the last year we had with, with Persephone. I sent flowers to my sisters and you and my mom on Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that would be nice. Now we have no money. <laughs> yep. So they will not be getting flowers this Mother's Day. But maybe a pat on the back or a hug when I see them. I hope that's just as good, guys. Because uh, flowers are expensive when you buy them for four people. The end. In other words, don't expect I, too much. I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have these babies, but uh, I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. As a, as a mother who lost her only child, it drives me crazy when I see posts on the Facebook or commercials about what do I really want for Mother's Day? I want a break from my kids. Like, I hate those people. I hate yeah, that. I know. I hate you, if uh, that's you. Uh, well, because you get, you don't know what you have. I agree, but... You could say, I would like a nap. That's different. Yeah, that's true. Than saying, that's true. I want You're a break right. from my kids. You're right. That is true. Because that, that's that would be what I would ask for, for Mother's Day. <laughs> I know. I'd like a nap. <laughs> You're not getting it. <laughs> you could choose between that and showering. Which <laughs> one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's okay. also, I guess, that's my last thought. I got you. Okay. What's next? Oh, what is next? Oh, stress level scale. I am not stressed at all. I am level one. Okay, so um, let's take this as today I was level four. Like before you left? Yes. And during the whole ordeal. Because it was brand new and weird and hard? We'll talk about it. Okay. What is level four again? Serenity now. Serenity now! Did you I yell was... that? You should have just yelled it. <laughs> no, most of the time I was like, God, I'm sweating. It's hot. <laughs> You're sweating? Yes. Why are you sweating? <laughs> okay, you went too far down. Well, this is not here. We're gonna start. No, here. no, we need we need oh, that. We got this. We need this. No, oh, all right. Well, we're gonna start with this. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs>
Didn't they? I think almost all of them are dead now, huh? I think just one of them died. No, I think another one died. Oh. Well, unless that was just the anniversary of one of them died. It's not recently. I think just one of them died. I think you're right. How many? Anyway, going back to TV <laughs> corner or TV check-in. Okay. Uh, if you're not watching the new MST3K. Oh, good God. You should be watching it. We've only watched the first two, but the second one, I laughed so hard so many times. And there was a Beastie Boy reference that me and Chris almost lost it on. Pop almost came out of my nose. <laughs> it's true. I was so happy. I was so happy that Pop almost came out of her nose. <laughs> because it means it was, you truly thought that was funny. You know? It really <laughs> There's was. nothing you can do about it other than let Pop come out your nose. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the sec- it was the second one, right? Yeah. Or was that the first one? It was the second one. Oh, the first one was good, too. Reptilica was yeah, good. Yeah, the second one was wild... Cry Wilderness. Cry Wilderness. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff in there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I think it's just the one that died. My bad. Oh, well, John Barry died, but he doesn't really count. So it was MCA, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So week four of the babies. They're a month old. Yep. They had their one-month checkup today, which we'll talk about. Yeah, because I know nothing about it. (laughs) (laughs) It It's quite the adventure. But let's move on to the next thing first. Oh, this thingy? Yeah. All right, good luck. Okay, why do we have that one? Well, because uh, the babies had a weight check-in today. Oh, I know nothing about this. I'm so excited. Okay, so Leander was first. He came out seven pounds even. He then went... To, no, Leander, sorry. Leander, Leander yeah. came out 5.15, was down to like 5.3. Now he's at... Seven. Woo! He caught his brother's, brother's birth rate. Oh, birth weight. All right, good job, buddy. Let's not clap and wake him yeah, up. Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> and Adonis um, came Juan out seven. Is now 7.11. Oh, wow. But Adonis had lost a lot more weight. Right, So right. No, that's really good. So Ad- Leander gained over a pound in two weeks. Okay. And Adonis gained just about one pound in a week. Nice. Two weeks. So it's very good. You're feeding them cr- properly. Good job. Yes. Despite the fact that sometimes you're like, how, 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 why does it hurt so much? Why are they, what are you doing? Why are you eating like that? Okay, you're not going to eat. <laughs> I think I just did a pretty good. You did a really good segue to the next. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. Have some more chicken. Have some more All right, we're eating it. Well, I was going to talk about how they their breastfeeding personalities. <laughs> I just ruined that. You did. No, you you didn't ruin it. You did, you segued very sure. nicely because I was talking to the doctor about it today because I you know I had my questions because what Leander will do is he, he's starving. He's crying. He's making the the put those down. He's making the like cough noise in his cry, which means he's hungry, and he's trying to eat your arm right. And so I'll put him on the boob, and he'll latch fine. And then he'll eat for a little bit and then he'll let go. I'll have to relatch him. And he does that a lot. And it's frustrating. Because I don't mind feeding him. But do your job and eat, kid. <laughs> he didn't eat here, did he? Not really. He did the same thing. Huh. Then he went to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, and Adonis, especially on my left side, which, so every every lady has a lo- one breast that's larger than the other. Really? Naturally. Like, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Can I tell? If I look at them, can I tell? You probably could. We're not going to do that right now. Let me see. I want to see if I can tell which one is which. So for me, it's my left. 
well, now you ruined the game. I know. <laughs> so whenever he he nurses on that side, um, that side especially, he like, it sounds like he's gulping air, uh. and. It's, it sounds like he's choking. I'll take him off the boob, and yeah. he'll still be swallowing. Yeah, it sounds like I, I know what you're talking and about. And sometimes milk will come out his nose. Yeah. <laughs> and he especially does it at night. And so I worry that he's going to choke on milk left over in his throat while he's sleeping. I don't think that can happen. I don't think that's a thing. But it's a thing I worry about. <laughs> okay, we'll stop. So I, talked to the, so I asked the doctor, because I was wondering if I should um, see the lactation consultant about these situations. Because remember she did hear Adonis eat like that? Yeah, she said, ooh, he's taking it a lot or something. And I was like, is he getting a lot of air? And she was like, no, not really. He's just ravenous or something. Yeah. But that was before milk came out his nose. (laughs) Okay. Um, And the doctor said he will not, before I even asked, he was like, he will not aspirate on his milk. (laughs) (laughs) I love how he knows you. He's like, listen, you insane lady. (laughs) So that was good to hear. And he was like, I said, I don't know if my milk comes out too fast or he just eats it too forcefully. And he, he was like, it could be either one, but he's fine. Good. So that was good to hear. Yeah. And same with Leander. It's just they have bad... They, what did, how did the doctor put it? They have different personalities in how they eat. And you just have to figure it out. With yeah. them. So I was like, so Leander's just being annoying as he eats. It's not anything wrong. And, and the doctor was like, well, that's the way a mom can put it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, good. are okay in that regard. So anybody or for all my friends who come over tomorrow, I want you to look at Amy as she's walking around and see if you can tell if her left breast is larger than her right. <laughs> it's not, this is a known thing. Every woman has one that's bigger than the other. And I'm not talking about just while I'm nursing. It's all the time. I, I Like even before you're pregnant? Yeah. Everybody. What? No. Yes. What if it was like, has it ever been so bad where like one's a different cup? Some women have that problem, not you for me. you got to be kidding me. What, are they, got, what do they got to do? Like sew together two different size bras? I think they just wear the bigger bra. It's got to be uncomfortable. Not really. Well, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be more uncomfortable to wear a too uh, small bra for one boob. That'd be more uncomfortable. So your entire life, it's been smaller. That you can remember. Your left one. Or bigger. I mean, your right one's been smaller. So I didn't notice it until like I heard about, like people would talk about how one woman has one when was bigger this? than the other. When was this? I don't know. Like 10 years ago? Probably. Cause the, so from when I knew you, you knew that one was smaller. Yeah. And you never shared this information. It's not like a cup size smaller. But you never shared this information. You went like, Chris? We don't have conversations. My left boob is my smaller boob. Thank goodness boob. <laughs> about my breasts very often. Why not? We should. Let's have more. In fact, let's make it a segment on the podcast. That's not. <laughs> we'll get some sort of boob song. And then <laughs> All right. I, I didn't humps. know that. We could use humps. There you go. My lovely lady lumps. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay. Anyway, I'm making enough milk. For the babies. And they're, everything's, they're eating fine. Yeah. There you go. He was pleased with their weight. Okay. And he showed me the scale. Their, their, the weight curve. He's like, as long as they're following their own curve and they're not going down, they're good. Because their curves... So, he didn't tell me. He's like, I don't believe in percentiles. Because some people will say, my baby's in the blah, blah, blah percentile. For height and blah, blah, blah percentile <laughs> wait, wait. for weight. He doesn't believe in them morally or, like, intellectually? <laughs> he didn't say I don't believe in them. But he's like, I don't... I would rather follow their own curve... Then have then go by percentile because they were born a little early, so they're a little smaller. Okay. To begin with, so as long as they're gaining on a curve, he said he was talking about. Okay, because if he doesn't believe in percentage, like as a, as a concept, no. I have an issue with him being our doctor. <laughs> I put words in his mouth, saying it that way. Okay, much like you put boobs in babies' mouths. Correct. All right. Well, let's take a little break. We're gonna have play our first interview. Um, this is with. Elise, is that, is that right? Elise and Brad. For some reason, I keep wanting to call her like Ilzy or something, Elzy. 
I don't know why. I think Elise and Brad, uh, they had that website that we talked about that matches fertility, infertility, infertility couples or couples going through infertility. It's like a mentor. Yeah, it's like a mentorship yeah. kind of. It's a really good idea. They're actually in the Minneapolis area here with us. Um, so we chatted a little bit with them. Uh, Amy left. Yeah, I wanted to publicly apologize. I hope they listened to this episode because <laughs> I had to leave like very soon into it. It had to do with babies. And I didn't get a chance to talk to them a lot. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sorry about that. But let's be <laughs> honest. You tune in for me anyways. So <laughs> now, so we'll listen to this uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Ooh. All right. Can you hear us? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can hear them good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's Brad and Elise. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Uh, Amy Hello. and Chris. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> how have you been? Uh-oh. How you been? Oh, we're good. <laughs> so we're good. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You probably don't know much about the podcast, but um, it was weird that we kind of seemed like we started our podcast for the same reason you guys started this website. Nobody talks about infertility, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, seems like a taboo subject. So just curious where you two are at as far as the whole process um, and just because we're curious to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it's been like almost three years this mm-hmm. September. So like we started trying September 2014. Um, and I mean, typical story where the first year I was a nutcase because I just felt like something was wrong and he just thought I was being dramatic and like it'll happen. There's no need to worry. We're both perfectly healthy. Um, and so about... You know, and then we did Clomid for a few months, and then we decided to go to, you know, an RE um, here in town, and then I was diagnosed with endometriosis. So it was kind of like good news that we knew why we weren't getting pregnant, but also bad news in that, like, no one wants to hear that. So, um, but on the one hand, it also, I think, really helped us get on the same page because all of a sudden there was, like, a real actual medical problem, and it wasn't just me being... melodramatic about it there was like an actual reason Mm. Um, although I think we had opposite reactions I was like that's great news we know what's wrong Yeah, this is terrible news we're never going to be pregnant I was like my body's messed up like it's not good news so and that's kind of like just been our dynamic kind of through all of this where I'm always worst case scenario why would this work and he's always like best case scenario why wouldn't it work so um, kind of our attitude too. And so anyway, um, so then we decided to kind of skip the IUI stuff just because we knew, you know, I was, I have some cysts on my ovaries and we knew that it probably wouldn't work for us. Uh, so we went right ahead to IVF. We did our first round of IVF last year, um, ended up getting two embryos, both of which were abnormal. Um, so we didn't have anything to transfer last summer. And that was really when I, you know, we started talking about fruitful and, oh my gosh, it'd be awesome if you had some kind of mentor because, you know, what I was experiencing is, um, you know, I have friends going through it too, but then, then what happens is like, it's weirdly competitive. Like, you know, all of a sudden you make these like best fertility friends and then they get pregnant and you're still not. And then like, they're going through and all of a sudden, like they're posting bump pictures and you're like, wait, you get like how we just make fun of these people. So it's this weird, um, competitive thing I found so it was cool to think about oh what if you could talk to someone who wasn't really like a threat who you weren't competitive with who had been through it though and had that empathy and knew what you were talking about and knew all the acronyms yeah um, Amy I think does something similar with Reddit is that true 
Yeah, I go on the Reddits. Are you uh, on the Reddit for no, infertility? No, a lot of conversations like this going on on Reddit. Yeah, it's, it was a very supportive uh, community for me, I thought, when I was going through it. But did you find it similar where people would get pregnant and then kind of move on to... Because remember you mentioned something, there's like a second, there's a second web or Reddit page for people who have gotten pregnant. There's the infertility one, and then when people do get pregnant, then they go to the infertility babies one. <laughs> well, they don't want to make... <laughs> they don't want to make the people who are still going through it feel bad. Right. Yeah. And Facebook's yeah. more with different, you know, graduating. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... But, it was, but, but even even then, within those small groups of, you know, even if it's only like a 10, 20 person Facebook group, there's still so many different levels of where people are on their journey. And, and there's so many variables that you can't control. So every week you could wake up and there's a new bomb going off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. that, so that's why the one-to-one we thought was so helpful, because even though your mentor could very well, you know, get pregnant or, you know, something could change with the dynamic all of a sudden, but at least you're just dealing with one person and it's a known quantity. So it really cuts down on those surprise variables. Yeah. Um, And I mean, that gives you a little bit more control over just kind of your own mental health and the scenario that you're putting yourself into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And then also just to wrap it up. So we did the one round of IVF in the summer. It didn't work. Um, and that was a whole, like, can we do it again? That, that was so expensive. Like, what what do we do now? Um, so we did do another round, I think, two months later, um, which went a lot better, like, new protocol, different meds. Um, so we did end up getting um, three normal embryos. Mm-hmm. So they're in embryo daycare. They're on ice right now. <laughs> okay. It's very expensive. Um <laughs> And, yeah. I was, was going to ask you guys, are you independently wealthy? Because IVF is expensive <laughs> as hell. It's crazy expensive. It is. Yeah. yeah we did, you really didn't want to do it. You were like, that's yeah. so much money. Because you were convinced it wouldn't work again. And you're like, that's just too much money to like to go through two failed cycles. It just felt like, I mean, it's such a gamble. It's like you put your money on the table and then it spins and like you've lost it all. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because. You're thinking of it like, well, we already had the bad round. He also is like a degenerate gambler. Like, <laughs> we're on the same page then. We're good. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, well, we're... He's we, way more comfortable with yeah, odds and stuff. Yeah, we, we lost that first hand. You got to double down. But, <laughs> That's a good like, point. That's how odds work. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, we had everyone we talked to. I'm, I'm definitely a, more of a mathematical thinker. And, you know, the doctor was, you know, this was just really, really bad luck. You know, everything based on your protocol and your diagnosis, you know, you have a very high chance. You know, you're a a very good case for IVF Um, and, you know, went through all the the various charts and data and, you know, Mm -hmm. couples with other things. And it just it looks, you know, worthwhile to me. You know, the the end goal, I mean, the other options are not cheap either. Um, I mean, there's. You know, unfortunately, if you're uh, if you're not lucky enough to be the, uh, the seven and eight who get pregnant <laughs> naturally, then uh, you know all of the options out there are, are pretty expensive. Um, so you know, unfortunately, that money does become you know a very limiting factor. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, we. Um, I remember when we were trying to decide between IUI and IVF and. IVF with insurance, so you get the three rounds or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah. We we actually had a spreadsheet with um, cost benefit analysis and how much yeah. percentage was done. <laughs> it, 
worked it's, out. And it's, and it's such a, an emotional decision. I mean, you know, there's other things, you know, buying a house or a car, other big purchases where you kind of get emotionally, you know, you dive in, maybe not thinking clearly, but, you know, having a family and a child, I mean, that's the ultimate emotional decision. Sure. And uh, so it's really hard to do that cost-benefit analysis. And, it, you know, you, you set your, you know, we can't really afford this much, but then you get into it and you've spent this much. Well, and, and that was kind of why we it's, did, it's hard for that, everyone. That was why we didn't do the IUIs because we had such a low chance of it working and none of it was covered by insurance for us. Yay. So, yes. Yeah. Minnesota is not a mandated insurance state. That's no, for sure. No, like, <laughs> probably like. I don't know, let's storm the Capitol or something. Like, I'm all fine. It seriously makes me angry when I think about it too much with people who abuse their bodies or, you know, do things and then get free insurance and... Yeah. What were we going to say? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we we talked about on the podcast how there's, like, seven states that have some sort of mandated insurance for IVF. Any thought of moving to one of those states for a while? (laughs) Yeah. And people, like, get new jobs. Like for, just for IVF, I'm like yeah. that's crazy. You're like changing your whole career, but you're saving a ton of money. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> yeah. it's a benefit. Okay. Um. So we t- we also talked a little bit when we were go- first going. Th- so we we started the podcast and we wanted like a real day IVF kind of journey, like a journal almost or a weekly yeah. journal of what Amy was going through. It was easy for me. I didn't have to do anything. She is the one that well, had got to, to do fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give myself shots. <laughs> yeah. She got so to talk we, about the shots and everything, which is great so, fun. So, yeah. um, what, uh, while you were going through this or even beforehand, um, I'm sure you got the same old, oh, you need to relax. Oh, just light some candles or pineapple <laughs> on vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good pineapple. Do you say mm-hmm. you're supposed to eat pineapple? Yeah. Yeah. Just surround your bed with pineapples, or and people say you pineapple. Oh, all right. I didn't that's, know that. That's the key. There's all kinds of crappy advice out there. Why spend thousands when you can just go down to Cub and uh, <laughs> We're all fuckers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, our, our best friends, our parents. It's uh, you know, to no fault yeah. of their own. It's just you know. You can't know unless you're going through it, and that applies for a lot of you know tragedies in life and ailments and things. That it's just hard to experience something, or if you haven't experienced something, it's hard to really empathize truly with that person. I think also it's like people don't know what to say. You know, like they don't because it's not an easy fix. It's not like it's going to be fine. Like everything's going to be great. Like it very well might not end up the way you wanted to. And I think um, I think even that realization. For people is really hard um, just because we like to pretend we're all in control of our lives and we all can you know make any decision we want until something medical happens someone gets sick um, and then you kind of realize okay okay maybe we don't have as much control as we thought so I don't know I think it's just people don't know they want to make you feel better but when they're trying to do that they're actually like minimizing your experience so definitely <laughs> it's really helpful when people can just listen and be there and just say, wow, that sounds really hard. You guys are really strong. How can I be there for you? You know, what do you need rather than trying to problem solve and, yep. oh, my friend did this, or have you talked to this doctor? Did you try this kind of acupuncture or this thing? And Yeah, it, it's similar. <laughs> oh, there's a cat there. It's similar to, I think, honestly, what we went through with uh, when our daughter died is everybody wants to help and they want to say stuff, but they don't know what to say. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a weird thing, right? You don't talk about it every day. And that's the kind of thing that I was hoping to change because there's so many people I know in life that either don't have children and I don't know if they don't want children or they just are going through infertility as well. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. Our, our society stigmatizes it so much that it would just be nice if we could just talk about things. Yeah. Totally. I, I feel like that's especially true in Minnesota um, where it's all very like polite and people are really friendly and you might not dig really deep or ask too many personal questions. We're actually both from Northern Virginia. So we're both originally from the East Coast and then we've been out here for probably like eight years or something. Um, but so I feel like in general, we're probably oversharers here anyway. So um, okay. yeah, that's, that's, you and like, let's talk about it and so me and Amy, and she's going to be gone for this so I can talk about her, which is great. Yeah. Um, we argue all the time about what to, what to, what, if it's okay to ask, like, you know, if let's say it's a friend or a family member, is it okay to ask like what you're going through or, or just, you know, how do you phrase it? Like, I mean, how do you phrase it so it's not insensitive, but that you don't just c- cut off communication? Because Amy's very introverted. Um, she does. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I I ask guys I just met if they're circumcised for some reason. I, I did that once. I have no idea why, but I did. <laughs> so how do you? How is it? What's okay to say? What's what questions are okay to say, and which ones are kind of or are off limits, so to speak? Or what's your experience with that? Um. I don't know. I think to the, you know, kind of playing into that, Elise is, I don't know if you're an introvert or extrovert, you seem to bounce back and forth, but she's <laughs> an overshare. I mean, I think it was almost the opposite problem of talking maybe too much to, you know, the same people and, you know, burning people out mm-hmm. on, on support. Yeah. And then needing to find, you know, again, not, not, for, you know, you have good friends who are empathetic people who are good listeners, but you, you need to find that group of people um, that can really, you know, they, they know that you just need to talk about the same thing over and over again. I mean, that's, you know, they've been there and they understand yeah. why you need to kind of talk something out or you're, you know, having anxiety over this issue that you've, you've heard all the data, you've, you know, you know what everyone said, but you just, you have to keep talking it out to keep yourself from going crazy. And uh, so, you know, having those support groups is, is really critical. I think also with the, like, knowing what to ask, it's, um, I mean, obviously everyone has different boundaries, so, like, you could ask 400 people the exact same question and half could be, like, really offended and the other half could be like, thank you for asking. So, you know, I struggle when people are like, well, you know, what should I say to someone if my friend is struggling with this? Because there's no prescription that really just depends. Like, some people want to be asked and some people don't want you to ask. So, I mean, I'd probably just say, test the waters and give people the opportunity to share and if like read them you know if they're immediately like shutting down or you know walls up then you know maybe take that as the cue but if most times I found people want to talk if they know that you're a safe space and they know they can trust you and you really care and you're not on your phone and you're giving them your your full attention so it's kind of a big thing for any communication right i mean if they're yeah. waiting for their turn to talk you don't really hear what people are saying so that's that's really good advice yeah but just letting people know that they can talk um i mean i don't even think it's so much that you have to say anything because there is really nothing you can say that's right, going right. to make someone just feel better or be like oh you're right i shouldn't be anxious about that mm-hmm. um i think it's just letting someone know that hey you know you can unload it on me 
Um, if you want or if you don't or if you just want to go, you know, walk around the lake or get tea or something, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just kind of lending that support, I think it's helpful to most people. Yeah, I always appreciate when people just kind of, well, people who know about us, I appreciate when they just say like, you know, so how's it going? How are you? Like in that kind of way where it gives me the opportunity where I know kind of what they're hinting at and it gives me the opportunity if I feel like talking about it, I can. Or if I don't, I can be like, yeah, good, work's good, you know? So sure. those kinds of questions where they're not just asking me, like, when are you transferring your embryos? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. are you stressed? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my no, God. No, not at all. I'm good. Perfectly fine. Yeah, Thanks for asking. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. So where are you, I mean, personally, like, where are you with, Going when people are going through this kind of people you know who are going through this whole situation as well, if if there are people you know and they do get pregnant, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of excitement there, but there's obviously a, a lot of like annoyance slash jealousy there too. <laughs> At least I would think so. He's fine. <laughs> he's just happy for everyone. He's just like you know what, and he's right. Like there's no shortage. It's not like one person getting pregnant means there's a spot that you're not going to get. It's right. Like, right. In spots, um, but for me, and I actually think it's gotten easier the longer we've been doing it, which sounds counterintuitive. But like the first year for me was the hardest, and anyone who got pregnant, I hated, especially people who got pregnant, you know, who we'd like been to their wedding while we were trying, and now they have three kids like one couple we know. Like uh, in the times we've been trying, they've gotten pregnant, had one kid, had twins. I'm like, cool for you guys. Uh, <laughs> For me, I'm inconsistent also. Like, some people I'm triggered by and some people I'm totally fine by. So, um, and I uh, and I have a lot more empathy for people who've struggled, for sure. Um, mostly, it's me just warning the friendship and that it, it changes the dynamic. So, um, that's honestly the hardest part. Not even, like, the bump pictures or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. It's mostly, you know, just me knowing that, you know, there's going to be a baby shower, and am I going to go? And what does this mean for like future hangouts? And you know, so those are those are the parts where I get stressed less about like. Mm-hmm. And and it depends on the dynamic. Some you know some friends, you know, we hang out with them and their you know baby to two year old children, mm-hmm. and like it's completely normal, and everyone is yeah. you know everyone kind of knows what's going on, but it's just it feels like a normal friendship, and there's no awkwardness there at all and you know we we love their kids you know like their family and it just really depends on the the group dynamic and how people treat it you know but we've worked really hard to get there with the couple that he's talking about are our best friends um there's a a few couples that are sure but But i'm just saying like that doesn't come really easily and it and it takes like another couple being really empathetic and not Exactly. Being jerks it's, about it or it's hard, but it, it takes. I mean, the same way a normal friendship takes both. Mm-hmm. You know, all parties involved, whether it's you know two couples or not number of people or whoever it is. You know, people have to be understanding and empathetic to all issues in the in the group. Um, but yeah, I think it's something. You know, going back to the beginning of this conversation, you need to talk about it. If you don't, it's just this awkwardness hanging in the air, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. know, people totally. it just spirals and becomes more awkward. Sure. You talk about it, so yeah, and I think sometimes people like because they know what we're going through, like they don't want to tell us they're pregnant till it's like very obvious. <laughs> they're like the foot coming out. They're like, yeah, yeah. we're pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> which so, is almost weirder. Yeah, it's weirder. Like I almost appreciate it more. I mean, 
when people come to you and they're, you know, 18 weeks along and you're like, yeah, I kind of figured it out. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like I have vision. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's really just being able to sit in the discomfort, I think, that helps. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. Um, I found that, especially with Amy and me, communication with each other and a lot of patients helps go up. That's actually uh, not quite a subtle reason, well, a more subtle reason why we started the podcast because it gives us an hour and a half to talk to each other about what we're going through and our feelings. Because otherwise, you know, we might get lost. We might get lost in work and stress and annoyance. So I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And we went, I mean, we didn't have a podcast to talk to each other, but we we went through the same kind of, uh, you know, growth and development as a couple. Oh, too. my God. You know, when we first started this, we were very far apart on how we just dealt with, you know, things in life. And, you know, um, I compartmentalize everything really well. Sure. And, opposite. and then I get angry that, like, he wasn't feeling it enough. And I was, like, taking on all the emotional burden. And Are, are you guys I, us? I, I, I you guys might be us. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was conversations around... For Brad, like you've always want, like you want kids, but not like whatever it takes. Where I've always been, like I will do whatever it takes sure. to be a mom. And so it took us a little while to even get there. I feel like with me almost feeling guilty, like like am, like I'm enough for him, but is he not enough for me? Like what what is that about? Yeah. Trying to do that, and mm-hmm. I don't even get really. It was really messy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it was great. You know, we kept we continued to talk and. Um, you know, we both, I think, learned a lot about each other yeah. through this process. You know, if, if anything has been a benefit of going through this, it's that it's just made us very strong, um, which it can really, it can drive a wedge between people or it can bring people together. And, totally. you know, I, I think just being honest and we talked about, you know, from the onset, it was very, um, well, my position was let's not talk about three steps down the line because I don't want to. I don't know how I'm going to feel at each step. You know, I think when I started this, I was kind of like, I don't really know how I feel about doing, you know, medicated cycles and IUI and IV. Yeah, you were very much like, biologically, if it's meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that was the thing. I didn't really know because I didn't have to deal with any other scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, once we kind of realized that, like, hey, this isn't happening on its own. um, Oh, all right. There's like a diagnosis and something's wrong. Like, it's not just going to happen if we try for another two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you know your men, your your mindset changes when you get to each point, and I'm totally. I'm glad that we kind of did take it each step of the way because then we're not making you know these promises or you know these grand declarations of what we would and wouldn't do. And um, I think we both kind of as we were in each uh, you know yeah. step along the way, we both kind of had our we'd take a step back and look at what was going on. And neither of us had any, like, absolutely not this. Like, we were both, you know, really honest about, okay, I'm not really comfortable with this, but maybe, you know, I'm not 100% there yet, but maybe I'm not saying no. You know, we both tried to not make any, like, definitive declarative statements like we would or wouldn't do. So it made it easier to talk about, I think. Okay, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, No, I appreciate you guys putting the website out because – like like we said, the more people that talk about it, the more normalized it becomes. So we don't got to sit there and talk to only yourselves about it or something. But um, um, yeah. I, I do need to know, Brad, when you did your – it's Brad, right? 
Yes. Okay, just making sure. Sometimes I get names wrong. <laughs> when you did your contribution to the IVF cycle, was there videos involved or just magazines in the actual room? Uh, I think it was just videos. You had videos? I didn't yeah. have any videos. I had magazines from the <laughs> 70s or something. It was, uh, it was a really tiny room, like... Uh, <laughs> All right, barely cool. for TV, so... Uh, anything else you guys want to say or we just uh, thanks for being on I really appreciate it you're actually our first guest in over a year of doing it so I really appreciate you being on so. oh my gosh what an honor <laughs> yes a huge um, honor and we, uh, we we hope if anyone listening out there is, is looking for you know either additional support they're already getting something or you know we've talked to people who have no one I mean they haven't told a single person and they just feel so isolated and the weight of the world is on them That's and then we know people that they've got yoga groups and Facebook groups and all these things and they're still looking for more sure. um, and you know there's people that are coming from big cities and there's people that are coming from small rural areas where there's just no one to talk yeah. to you know, all of their friends and family basically no Have one no one can relate to infertility yeah. um, so there's a lot of different people out there that we've been talking to through this process um, and, you know, getting a lot of great feedback from, from a diverse group of uh, people around the country. So I, awesome. I'd say, you know, if you're looking for any additional support, you know, it's free. There's really no risk other than putting yourself out there anonymously and, you know, seeing what comes back. Sure. And what, what's the website again? It is uh, fruitfulfertility.org. All right, yeah, guys. Thank, thanks again for being here. Um, Chris. Yeah, keep us up, updated. Uh, you know, we have our website up or our website, and that's our email address through there. Because we're always curious about your journey and how it's going. So maybe we'll yeah, check back do you, later. Do you guys have a Twitter account and stuff? Because we'll you know tweet at you or no? no? Because we are terrible, <laughs> terrible at social media. <laughs> you have Facebook though, so I'll tag you on your yeah. Facebook. Yeah. All right. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we're back. That was our first ever interview uh, with somebody on this on the podcast. And I, I think, hope, I hope I we think make... Chris did a great job. Good job, Chris. <laughs> so I wasn't there. I think we'll make it a little more common in the future. We'll find some people to talk to just because it's fun to get some more. I have someone lined up. Oh, good. And we also have our first patron of TV to interview sometime very soon, which I'm trying to set up as we speak. Oh. So you could you could talk TV with that person. Cool. You could talk all about who The Bachelor's doing and The Bachelorette and what oh, Miss Anatomy is attacking. Since you brought it up. The Bachelorette doesn't start till May 22nd, everybody. Oh. I thought it was this Monday. Well, what are you worried about? Um, so, yeah, it was really cool that they put that website together and they, 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 they it's out there. Because what, what we talked about mostly was that Nobody talks about it. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. And I was I was struck during our conversation is how much alike we are. How like yeah. me and Brad like just deal with issues and like don't talk about what it does. We're just like okay, we're, it's fine. We'll move on. Well, you you remember you getting kind of like well, doesn't this bother you more? I'm like well, yes, but nothing we can do about it. So let's move on. Yep. And then you got mad at me for not bothering. It seemed like a very similar situation. Yeah. So. And I wanted to say since I couldn't say it during the, when the interview was actually happening, um, that they specifically listed secondary infertility. Which I appreciate a lot because having secondary infertility can make you feel really weird because you had a baby, yeah. a free sex baby, and then now you're going through infertility, but you're with other people in that infertility community who didn't have that chance to have the free sex baby first, and so you feel weird, but to have, have them acknowledge that those are part of the infertility world, that I appreciate that, so thank you for that. Yeah, and it's... Um it's a it's a that's a it's a tough thing, and it's going to be a tough thing for somebody if like you met somebody with secondary secondary infertility with somebody who's just trying. They right. might get kind of yeah. 
I don't know. Either way, it's going to be tough. You just got to hope that people can be nice to each other and be polite. Remember where they're coming from. It sounds from. like with this website, which we haven't said the website yet, fruitfulfertility.org, Org, yep. um, that they'll match up of secondary infertility. I, I don't want to say pro, but like... <laughs> Somebody who's been through More it. weathered yeah. than <laughs> with a brand new... I don't know how to say that. A secondary infertility person. Like I, that's how they're trying to match people. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yes, yes. But I mean, it support's good. Talking to people about anything's good as far as I'm concerned, despite the fact that it's one of Amy's least favorite things to do to strangers. Strangers. <laughs> that's what I meant. I t- will talk a lot with my friends. And to random people through microphones, so I appreciate that. Well, sure. Um, okay, so back to it. Yeah. Back to it. And we did this? Yep. Did we don't we? have the next one. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, you didn't talk about what you're eating. We talked about what the babies are eating. Yeah. Well, I did want to just close, finish that up with uh, the doctor did ask me how I'm doing, like a lot of, about me and how I'm doing, what have you. And he asked me about my weight. <laughs> and I and he said, I just want to ask you about that because I don't know your history, but I worked because you know how I'll go on and on and on. <laughs> it's like I worked with somebody before who struggled with anorexia in the past and she had twins and she was already trying to lose weight and I was like <laughs> <laughs> so I did not even dare bring up that I had anorexia in high school too but because that would just push him off on another tangent but I did make sure to tell him that I wasn't even thinking about losing weight until at least six weeks right now I'm just trying to eat, make sure I eat enough food to make food for them and he was like that's perfect which you're not doing a very good job of um, did you talk well, about well I had McDonald's today so that's gotta do where'd you get McDonald's from the McDonald's store you, you and, oh, they, you, did you stop? What? You, on the way back, you must have stopped. Yes. Well, that was really smart of you. Good job. Thanks. And then they probably slept a little afterwards. You got to eat it then? No. What? Well, they're always sleeping in the car. Oh, not these babies. What this do you mean? Time. So, okay, we didn't talk. Can we talk about this now? About the whole trip? Because yeah, the first trip, <laughs> the first day that I really wasn't with the babies, and the first trip, the first time Amy's picked up, I think, a car carrier with a baby in it, let alone two car carriers with a baby in it. First time you've probably taken out the stroller, which is a freaking undertaking because you got to unstrap it, move it back in and stuff. First time you've driven <laughs> since the babies. So tell me about how this all went. Okay. And so you should try to do it all without a license and credit card. But <laughs> Correct. Okay. So uh, the appointment was at 11. They woke up super early today because they went to bed super early last night. Yeah. Um, which I thought was okay because then it would give me time to like... Get right. I was hoping that they would both maybe be napping and I could take a shower. Or at least one was napping and one was okay and I could take a really quick shower and keep running out and checking on it. Like I, But then I remembered, hey, we have a roommate. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So Laura came upstairs really early. And she was, she kind of volunteered, like, they seem okay. And she actually said, they seem okay. Do you want to take a shower when they're both awake? And I was like, not when they're both awake. <laughs> <laughs> Once one falls asleep, <laughs> maybe. Like, when one falls asleep, then I would feel better about it. And then one did fall asleep, so then I took a shower. So that was cool. Okay. So I don't yet get props for having taken a shower while I'm home alone with them, because I, I had help, which I very much appreciated. Um, and then I didn't know if you were coming, because you were supposed to tell me if you were coming or not. Yeah, I figured I'd just come. I just okay. came home to help out because I was on my in route when you texted me. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was getting him in the car seats. So I thought we were going to have to go, like, Chris thought, thought maybe he'd come with us. He wasn't sure if he could, um, even though I knew I could handle it. So I got him in their car seats, and then Chris appeared. He's like, I was going to help you get them ready, but it looks like you're ready. Yep. But you did put him in the car for me. One of them. I made you do one to see oh, what yeah. it was like. And you seemed to struggle a little bit. <laughs> 
I have no stomach muscles, basically. Right. That's what I'm talking about. There's little things like this that are new to you. But I was... I didn't plan to carry them both at the same time all the way from the parking garage to the clinic. I know, but what about just leaving the house? Were you going to bring them both at the same time or leave one in the no, shoe I was room? Gonna, or... Yeah, I was going to... One at a time, shoe room, sh- then shoe room. Well, what if when you leave, you put one out, come back in the shoe room, a coyote cake takes the other one? Do you ever think of that? I don't know how to respond. What if there's a coyote that? drives away by the like, car? Why do we have coyote in our shoe room? Because I, I, you leave the garage door open all the time? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It's gonna be our second fight. You'll see. <laughs> no, I'm just because I, I wanted. How about driving? Did it feel weird? I mean, you haven't driven in a month. <laughs> Backing out, I was like, wait, did I look for cars? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have cars in our driveway with Laura and you and stuff. Um, it felt. What felt the weirdest was how far away my stomach was from the steering wheel. Oh, the last time I drove, last my stomach drove was, right was next touching to the yeah, steering wheel. I didn't think of that. Interesting. So. Um, but luckily, I remembered halfway there, or not halfway, but how to drive no, <laughs> halfway there. That I didn't have my license or my credit card <laughs> right, right. to get out of the parking garage. Yeah. And then the mirrors work really well. I could see the both babies. Did they sleep pretty well, or did they cry? They slept fine on the way there. But on the way back, they did. Well, you're jumping ahead. I know. <laughs> so we get there, um, and they're fine. They're sleeping, and then. Um, Adana sleeps with his. His hand covering Leander's eye. <laughs> He's actually like pushing on his eyeball yeah. with his finger a little bit. Um, so I, I parked in a place that I had lots of room next to me so I could get the stroller out. Which that stroller is a lot heavier and bulkier than I anticipated. <laughs> so that was really hard. And I don't have a lot of stomach muscles, so my back really hurts. Because I use my back a lot. Yeah. Incorrectly, I think, to maneuver. Sure. Uh, but I figured it out and then we, I got him in the stroller and away we went the door from the parking garage in to like the stairwell and elevator yep has no handicap accessible button nope you gotta go in backwards that's what I do so I just pushed the door open and then pulled the stroller through oh alright so that worked and then getting into elevators is not easy in the stroller cause you have to kind of turn it to the side once you're in it <laughs> sure and that the, our stroller is really long cause it they is. sit next side by it'll side it'll stick out yeah <laughs> so that again was back work um, but yeah, getting them all the way up there. Oh, waiting for the elevator to go up to floor seven. Yeah. There was a pregnant lady who came in after me and she kind of helped me with the doors. She was, she was really nice. She actually like met me at the, when I got off the elevator, she was like holding the door waiting for me. She's like, I figured you'd be coming out of that. Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the elevator opened and there was this mail cart in it. Mail, like oh. post, like mail. I was thinking of female and male no. carts. I was like, "What the fuck's a mail cart?" It's like cart with a penis. And I, on it? I clearly was not going to fit, so I was like, "I'm not fitting in there." But you guys all can go. <laughs> so I had to wait for the next one. Um, let's see. And then in the clinic was fine. In the waiting room, and they called our name like very quickly, and uh, we could not fit the stroller in the little room without what? moving a chair. Oh. It was that so that was a little awkward and so this is what I'm sweating is trying to figure out how do I get the stroller in places mm. that's what stressed me out the most sure was was that and it was all it was hot I had my sweatshirt on I should not have my sweatshirt on that's why I was sweating yeah and this is your first crack at the stroller too because I've generally been maneuvering it well I pushed it a, for a long time on yeah I mean walk, like small spaces like yeah. stores and stuff I've generally been it's doing it a challenge but we figured it out and. Um, our nurse friend was there, but she was busy, so she couldn't, like, 
super help until okay. the appointment, although I didn't ask her in advance. I was going to text her and then I ran out of time. So the um, nursing assistant had to help with the weighing and stuff. Oh, right, right. Because you have two, and I usually carried mm-hmm. one. So that she carried one? Yeah, that was fine. She carried Adonis. Anybody I get peed on? Um, nobody got peed on on the scale. Oh. Um, our nurse friend did come and visit because she heard the baby screaming at the scale. <laughs> I was like, I figured that was you. Um, and the n- nurse assistant, very nice. I like her a lot. She had Adonis, so she put his diaper back on. Oh, this that's is nice. important to the story later. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> And we went back into the little room, and we were waiting for the doctor. We didn't have to wait too long, but Leander was losing his losing he shit. tends to. They were hungry, yeah. even though I had recently fed them. Yeah. Um, Did you talk about that, how they always seem to want a nurse? You know, I didn't, because I think that's normal. Yeah, me too. They're little. And then, so then the doctor came in, and Adonis started to fuss, and so he was holding Adonis and talking to me while, while he examined, or maybe it was after he examined both. Anyway, Adonis pooped everywhere. Like, came out of the diaper? Oh, yeah. And that's the one the nurse put on? Yeah. Did you tell him that? I didn't. <laughs> She'd be like, I didn't put that one on. I Your nurse did. I wanted to be like, it's not my fault. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, he had shit all over him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all over his blanket, and it was on the car seat. Oh. And the doctor was like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like, well, he wasn't worried about it. He's but the most laid-back guy in the world. That's why. I <laughs> and I didn't feel super bad, because I was like... He's a baby. You made me put him in just a diaper. It's like, what? You came in a day earlier? <laughs> Whatever. Or, <laughs> what? You got poop all over here? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I, I mean, I felt a little bit bad because it was a lot. And it was, you know. So you had to clean that up? He cleaned up his diaper, the doctor. That was nice. I had Leander. Wow. <laughs> so that was really nice. Yeah. Um, so that happened too. I don't know. Maybe I should be more stressed about it. I don't know. No. Um, but then they were like awake and mad. Oh. Of their ordeal. Adonis oh. had no blanket. He, pro- <laughs> he probably could have... Oh, because it pooped all over. Oh, the good blankets, too? Or not bad? Oh, the great star blankie. Um, he probably could have, like, maybe fed them, and then that would have put him to sleep, and then tried to drive, but you were probably fine either way. I just wanted to leave. Well, I didn't want to sit there for a half hour I know, longer. I know. Especially not feeding both of them. Hey, I'm with you. I can't do both of them. I'm with your sister. So once I got them in, and their passies and moving, they were quiet. And they were basically quiet in the car ride home. But let me talk about getting that stroller back in the car. <laughs> it's easy for me. <laughs> Maybe I did it upside down, but I could not get that door shut for a really long time. Like, I had to keep pushing it back further and strapping it different. It was hard. You know when I do it, like I have to push the stroller as I push the door, right? And I tried that. That didn't work. I just kept pushing in the car. like the. <laughs> we'll work on it together. Maybe we're doing something wrong or something. I don't know. It was hard. But I mean, I eventually got it. Oh, good. That was probably frustrating as hell, though. And I'm sweating. <laughs> and the babies are angry. <laughs> oh, that, so that was my least favorite part of the adventure. But I had decided, because I was I was so hungry. I was shaky hungry, like low blood sugar feeling. Because I ate really early my breakfast. And I was supposed to eat all the time. So I decided, I just did a big ordeal. I'm going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> did you use the app? <laughs> I wanted to, but let me tell you what happened. We turn onto our road that leads you to McDonald's and they both started crying oh so you didn't go to McDonald's so I had to make a decision am I taking screaming babies to the drive-thru I feel like the drive-thru you could put it in park and like give them their oh you might not be able to reach them yeah. I, I tried to do that yeah. the reach around which yeah. I can do for Adonis <laughs> if his pacifier is in an okay spot which I was able to do once but anyway but I had to be you have to be stopped to do that yeah I was thinking the drive-thru you stop in the drive-thru well there were no cars so anyway we got I went into the parking lot parked Try to put their passes back in their mouths. 
and then went through the drive-thru. <laughs> and they started crying at the one I was painting. So I was like, hey. Whatever. Whatever. So I made it. Good. But by the time we got home, they were awake, and so I had to wait a little bit to eat my food, which is fine. Speaking of food, this is the first day in, like, a month that I've made smoothies. Maybe you should start eating them, like, in the morning-ish. Because you couldn't do it before because you were nauseated, but now it's not too bad. Well, I don't want it to be my only breakfast, but I was no, thinking no, no. about second breakfast. Second breakfast, yeah. Because I eat it for breakfast, and it fills me up. I mean, I haven't eaten again, so... You and I are different people. I know. I eat more than you. I know. You need to eat more right now. I'm going to have my smoothie after we do this little... Okay. Shindig. Cool. Shindig. So the doctor was fine. Good. I felt a little bad. I didn't get to go. I wanted to try to, but... Because um, I got to work at like 6 today. 6.30 around. Um, Which is very unusual for anyone almost, but especially you. That's it was really, really busy. The roads were really busy. Yep. That's one another spider friend. Spiders are out in full force. <laughs> um, but I couldn't believe how busy it was at 6.30 I had to stop at lights and stuff And people were driving I thought it would be completely empty Oh, I think a lot of people like drive far to work So they have to get out on the road early But I'm on the back roads on Penn well, that is weird <laughs> I don't know Yeah, but um, I talked to Peter for a while There's <laughs> Are we going to talk about your work? Right yeah uh, okay. Well, it has to do with my work It has to do with my Because I was like This week I want it to be more of a transitional week Where I might only work like three quarters time and be mm-hmm. home so I'm not going to have normal hours I'm going to kind of come in and out based on helping Amy for a week to try to transition transition you into full time motherhood without father okay <laughs> and I think that'll work out fine okay so I just got a lot to do at well, work well especially our traveling is happening Thursday and Friday I don't know okay it's part of it um speaking of bugs in the middle of the night last night did you see what was in the bathtub I killed it this morning. So I did not see it, but I killed it this morning. Something very large with many, many legs. Centipede. And I, I went in there and I saw it. I was going to the bathroom. I was like, let's burn the house down. <laughs> burn it. I was just done. There's a centipede in here. It's it, huge. It, it was really so big. Gross. And it couldn't get out of the bathtub. So it, was, like, it kept trying and coming down because it, it just couldn't cl- climb up. Oh, I, just, I don't want to talk about it. And so I thought, you know, you wake up, you're tired. I was tired. And I walk in the bathroom. It was still kind of blurry-eyed. And I was like, well, I can do two things here. I could try to wash it down. It'll come back. But what if I'm showering and it like works its way up as I'm showering oh. or something? <laughs> or I could try to smush it. Did you smush it just with toilet paper? Just with toilet paper. So you heard the crunches. And I actually missed once because <laughs> I was oh. tired. So I missed once and he got mad and ran all over the place. And then I, I crunched him again. And yeah, I don't like killing bugs either. It always makes me feel bad. Then they need to stay out of our house. This... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the deal I have made with the insect world. I put up a sign. I was like, no bugs. <laughs> or you might die. Or you might die. <laughs> they just don't listen for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, so you knew, I didn't even see it till this morning. You saw it last night. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> what if it like, wasn't able to crawl I was like, out? I had two options. I can go back to bed or, I will burn the house, or I'll burn the house down. <laughs> you could wake me up. That's third option. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, I had like four options, I guess, because I could have woken you up or I could have gotten a cat. I almost got a cat. I think the cat... It's like, do something, cat. Yeah. That would be interesting. I think it they probably just ignored it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, touched it once. I was like, eh. Is this my food or what? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll move on here a little bit? Or do we need to? I think we already covered this, but we'll do the song. That one doesn't get a fade. It just gets it off. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about their personalities, their sleeping personalities. You know... I will say, so we went to the Twins game again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good game until the ninth inning. Twins kept <laughs> battling back, and then in the ninth inning, they're like, let's just give up. 
But the babies woke. We tried to feed them. Amy tried to feed them together in the seat. Well, I tried seat. to do one at a time. That didn't work. Because they'd eat better, and plus I didn't want to have to go to the room. But they get so mad. One's, one, they're, because they're both awake once we take them out of the carrier. We and they get, that they get so mad. So we tried to feed them at the same time. It kind of worked. I held one, and Amy held it, the it, other it one. It worked, but it was not good for my nipples. Oh, yeah. So they weren't on correctly, but they I was like, whatever. But my favorite thing about Adonis is that, we <laughs> talked a little bit last week, but when he's content, he's content. And he stays content. <gasps> So like I had him, I was I was holding him. I stood up a few times and cheered, and he was looking at round and stuff. And Adonis or Leander seems more like he just he is more like swings. He's like I'm okay, no I'm not. Now I'm okay, no I'm not. You know. Yeah, and the loud noises bother Leander a lot more. Yeah, and Adonis, he's just like okay, whatever. When our seats, which I don't want to complain about free tickets, <laughs> but they're right under where all the speakers are, right. so it gets really loud. And we have been meeting. I've been upgrading. This is my fourth game. I've been upgrading every game, but this was a Red Sox game, so it was sold out. So we couldn't really upgrade anywhere, unfortunately. But um, it was really interesting. I, I like how. And Adonis still sleeps a buttload of time. He's always sleeping. Well, we woke him up to do our little recording because Leander wanted to eat. Yep. And so it was nice to feed them while we do this because then they're quiet. And he nursed for like two minutes. Did you see that? Yeah, and then yeah, stopped yeah, and went back to, to bed. He's like, I do want to wake up, yeah, guys. Just, I'm, yeah, I don't know what your problem is. I'm trying to sleep over here. And last night was the last first night they spent some time in their, their room by themselves. How did you feel that went? I feel it went fine, but I f- we might as well have them in their cribs. And I asked the doctor that today, because he said, where are they sleeping? Okay. And I said, I didn't mention the rock and play for the first shift, but I did say that they are in um, pack and play with ba- two bassinets. And so then I asked, could they be in their cribs in their room? And he said, oh, sure. Nothing well, about that SID study. He didn't mention that. Well, of course they can. I mean, what's the difference between them being in a bassinet next to us or the bassinet in their room? Because of that study that... I saw somewhere that said to for SIDS prevention they should be in the parents' room in a bassinet for the first year of life. But we need to read the study then because what is it? What's it different if they're in a bassinet in our room or a bassinet in their room? I mean, I have no idea. So because we're gonna put a fan there, I like the, the air circulating. That's always good. We we didn't have on last night. Out of that when it was too late. <laughs> All right. Me, I was. I don't even know how I fell asleep last night. <laughs> Oh, that's my wife. Um, but I think we should try them in their cribs tonight for the first shift. Yeah, sure. And if we it goes well the first shift, maybe we try it for all the shifts. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Leander historically does not like being in a crib or a bassinet. He likes just... Well, he sleeps in the, in the pack and play. Yeah, but he really likes his rock and play. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And we can, we can try turning on the speed, the monitors. Which means because I, that's where we have our video monitors. Yeah, yeah, which means I can connect to it down here and stuff and oh, watch yeah. them and stuff. Sure. I wonder if I'd feel better knowing that you're watching them instead of just listening to them. <laughs> That's what the third monitor's for. I'll have, to, ooh, I'll have to get a fourth monitor for them, actually. What? Oh, computer monitors. Computer monitors, yeah. Like, this is a video game. This is uh, communication. That's television. And I need a fourth one for Bailey monitors. <laughs> well, you have the little screen. That's true. Or your telephone. On my telephone? Yeah, my telephone. Um, I think that's all that's we need to talk about for that part. I think we're pretty much good. Yeah. The, um, for upcoming stuff, we are traveling on Thursday to Hibbing. Our first road trip with the babies. To the homeland. To, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> if, for those of you who don't know, um, Hibbing is about three hours, three hours, 15 minutes away from the metro. Hibbing is four hours by speed limit, three hours and 15 minutes by Amy's speed. <laughs> 
<laughs> my Amy's speed is three hours. My Amy's dad's speed is like three and a half. It's four by speed limit. I'm just saying. <laughs> um. So I we'll see how long it takes us with the babies. How much we'll have to stop? I'm hoping we'll have to stop once. I think it'll be fine. Do you plan on driving any of it or no? Well, after today, and especially if you're in the seat next to me, able to reach babies, I could drive. Okay. I'm not sure if I trust you yet. Maybe you go for the break and, like, your stomach won't work and you'll hit the gas. I Seriously, I had, like, dreams last night of you, You like, had a little stress. No, well, I just thought of you, like, dry, trying to drive for the first time and, like, hit, trying to brake, but being like, brake, brake's not working because you're on the gas because you forget that you didn't move the brake. <laughs> so you think I'm an imbecile? No, just retarded. No, I... <laughs> when you haven't done something for a while, sometimes you, like... Driving a car is a lot like riding a bike. I think I know. it just comes back to But you. here's the thing. Like, when people think they're braking and it's not braking, it's known that they'll they'll push it harder, which makes them hit things harder. You know what I mean? I so, think that happens more in elderly folks. No, no. It happens to everybody. It's a very known study thing where if no, you think like you're on for, the brake... No, no, no. That, yes, but forgetting you're on not on the brake. Oh, well, sure. But it happens to everybody. It happens to me. It happens to you. It happens to babies. It happens to everybody. But anyways, that'll be interesting. Uh, no, so when's their next uh, checkup? Is it two weeks or a month? I have to make an appointment for me for two weeks. Oh, you didn't talk about... Did you talk about depression or anything today? Oh, um, he did ask me some questions. He was like, I'm not going to hound you, but but I do want to know how you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. So I talked about how I don't... I mean, I do cry randomly, which I haven't really told you about, uh, but I will. And Like um, in bed by yourself? In the shower a lot. In the shower? Sometimes when I'm just looking at a baby. You know, I I don't mind if you cry. You don't have to. I won't judge you in any way. But I have a problem with it. In fact, I judge you more negative in the fact that you have a problem that you can't cry. <laughs> um, did you tell him that? No, I just what I talked to him you, about. You should tell him that. Is I think that this time I have more anxiety. Like I'll think terrible, terrible thoughts. Yeah. Of something bad happening yeah. to like Babies. scenarios. Of, yeah. I know. And so I think. That's part of it, too. It should be called postpartum depression and anxiety is really what it should be called. But what I mentioned to him was I need to probably see my therapist to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. I just don't know how I can ever do that. <laughs> well, you have to bring babies. We talked about that. <laughs> I don't think he'd be too upset if you brought him to babies. I don't, but I don't think and I'd have a good appointment it. if I was had the babies in there with me. Well, if it's like now, we've just talked for an hour and a half and they, they didn't do anything. They slept. Because as long as you're feeding them and then... I'm not going to feed uh, them. Adonis is punching Leander in the face. It's fine. <laughs> It's so weird that he's just holding Leander's face. <laughs> they don't, and they don't mind it. Yeah. Oh, one thing before we go, I did want to talk about. I thought it was cool how we met. We I don't remember where we met this person, but um, they were just. She just talked about how you won't even understand their language, but they'll understand each other. They'll have like this separate language, be- language? before they can even talk, before they mm-hmm. even communicate. They'll know each other so well that they'll just kind of communicate with their own language with one another. So we'll have to see if that happens because I know like. The person at work who has twins, that never happened with her twins. Well, I thought it was a neat concept. Yeah. But I have heard that a lot, so we'll have to see if it happens yeah. with, with these two. And it reminded me of that stupid video that people posted that I thought was stupid funny. Um, basically, oh, it was dumb. It wasn't that... I didn't think it was funny. I thought the other one was funny. This one, though, some guys... Well, first of all, it reminded me of the video where the toddlers are running around at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one I thought was super funny. But there's another one where a guy plays his guitar to two kids, two twins who are eating... And one of them just looks at the other one, and then they both start kind of rocking out together. I've not seen that. Well, anyways, what got to me was the fact that the one communicating with its sibling looked over and said, here's where we dance, and they both started dancing. And I thought that was kind of neat, and I don't know, I think that'd be interesting. 
in closing, talking about doctor visits, the next one I do want you to come with. We'll have to schedule it at a time you can go because yep. it's shots. Shot, 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 shot. Oh, sorry. And I will say this. In the past, when Persephone had to get shots, you refused to be in the room. I didn't like her getting the shots. Nobody likes it. And in fact, baby shots, I mean, any shot right now just puts me back to when she got her... I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Sorry. Okay. Well, if then this is something you and I should talk about because if you can't be no, there I can do for it. those It'll reasons, I can fine. find a substitute It'll be fine. to go to the doctor with us. It'll be fine. We'll be good. Okay. It'll be so fine that if you like supporting the podcast, go to <laughs> our Patreon page, www.patreonage. Patreonage. Patreon? Patreon! Patreon forward slash expensive science baby. And thank you for everyone who is currently a patron. I still have not changed it, so it looks like there's only like two or three of you, but there's a bunch more. We really appreciate you guys oh, really? being out there. Yeah. Wow. So I mean most are at the one dollar a month level, which we appreciate. It's more than we're worth, but I like to think that it's cool that people think we're worth a dollar a month. So Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for your support. Um, and we'll have some more kind of interesting stuff where we get people on to talk about their experiences and stuff as we go. Yes. That's it. Uh, email is expensivesciencebaby at gmail.com and Facebook's the same name. So send us some stuff. Send Amy her... Or what did you ask for? TV suggestions of TV a show you think I haven't seen yet. And I've seen a lot. Let's see who can so find something that Amy hasn't seen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. <laughs>